you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL podcast still hasn't found what it's looking for. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Different heroes. Mark Sessler, you know Mark Sessler. Greg Rosenthal, you know Greg. But we have a returning uh, hero. Her you name don't is... don't know? <laughs> yeah, I was going to no. say, don't they know? Well, I'm, you know, just back off, right? I'm doing my best here. <laughs> Everybody knows who she is. The laughter alone. That is Lindsay Rhodes, NFL Network's own, one of the faces of our network. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Hey, oh. Um, yeah. I like have that. some happy music or something, Zach. That, I mean, that, yeah, I was expecting that. I, I kind of <laughs> like Lindsay's hey, oh, better than uh, Wes's hey, man, or hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Wes is on the bricks, number one, not even here today, sitting in Wes's seat. He knew you know, I was coming with I, some... Uh, Dating advice. And some T-Bone. Oh, okay. Please oh. step aside for this one. There has been, since the last time Lindsay was here last month, uh, Wes has, there have been some overtures online uh, toward Wes about, you know, we're trying to get Wes a girlfriend. Uh, but most have been out of state, uh, except for this one, like, little Manson-like cult that seems to like Wes. Uh, that's good. <laughs> so, you know, we're moving in the right direction. That's your categorization of what it is. But. Oh. Fair enough. I think a number of them are not even in the United States, so he's attracting a wide – spread a wide net. I'm just trying to, you know, keep the normal flow of the show going. I did get some feedback about Lindsay's last appearance. When someone heard that you were going to be on the show uh, this today, they said, well, try not to have them act for the first five minutes like they just got invited over to the, the cool girls' table at lunch in high school. I said, wow. What does that even mean? You know, how does one act? This is an scenario. indirect way of Greg propping himself up because he wasn't part of that show. I said that was the you best know? show we ever did. Well, I don't, you know, I don't like where you're coming from with that. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know where it was either. But See, it Lindsay's like, what funny. are you talking about? Every, it was a great open with Lindsay last time. This time, even better, I would say. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, all right. So we got a big show. Lot to get to. So big. You would think, you would, you would think by the way, it would be slowing down at this point. Uh, but it, maybe the names are not as big, but there's still a ton of news to get to. So it's going to be, for the fourth straight uh, show, very news heavy. We're going to bring back the speed round because we got no choice but to bring back the speed round. Uh, and then if we have time, we're mm. going to get uh, we're going to touch on uh, a piece that Mark Sessler, the Quiet Storm, wrote uh, called "Remaining Free Agent." Question. You, you read that, Dan? Oh, what a piece! You so did not read it. It was tremendous. Didn't even read it. So we'll get to that uh, if we have time. If not, Mark, you cannot take offense to it. It was just a, a time issue. All right. That's fine. You can take offense. March on. Whatever you want. <coughs> I'd be offended already. I already. F- I don't like the way it's been set up. Yeah. But <laughs> it's really important. Stick around. We might cut it. Yeah. It's right. probably it's the first thing to go if any sort of interruption occurs. <laughs> it's a writing joke that Dan compliments our pieces when we know for a fact he's never read any of them. Accurate. <laughs> no, inaccurate. Totally inaccurate. And, Lindsay, you'll be happy to know you work on the TV side primarily, of course. Hosting Total Access today. Yes. All week or just today? Just today. Okay. Our flagship program here on NFL Network. 
Lindsay's going to be talking about Tim Tebow for 60 minutes straight later today. Mm. Not entirely. Well, okay, but we're not. We're going to get like to Tim Tebow. The over under 45, maybe. <laughs> wow. But, you know, Siciliano downstairs. Tebow. He was like Tim Tebow and the A's and B's and C's and D's. Like <laughs> they were, you know, it's Tim Tebow heavy. Whenever we get a chance to talk about Tebow, we will. Of course, the, across the sports spectrum, typically. Not here. We're going to get into it a little later. Yeah. We've got big uh, Matt Schaub news to get to first. That, we're, that, <laughs> yeah, that's our indie cred. So let's get into it. Let's start. Let's do some news. Uh, Gold Standard, back behind the glass again. Always great to see you. Second show in a row. TD might be getting nervous. No, no, never. Again, just the backup here. Just backup QB. Do you buy into this at all, by the way, Greg? What, the, just the backup yeah, bit? This, I'm the clipboard uh, Jesus of podcasts. Let's be honest. <laughs> You're way better what than What is that. TD's excuse? He was just downstairs like 12 minutes just ago. Just wasn't feeling it today. Just <laughs> wasn't yeah. feeling it. How would you like it, Lindsay, if your producer just you know disappeared randomly at times, slid in the backup? I, I feel like that does happen. Mm. TD is Matt. Is <laughs> there, there's Matt. a revolving door. <laughs> TD is Matt Castle right now, and you're Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, I love that. That's a good place to be. I love that. Let's uh, let's do some news. Let's do it. All right. So, like I said, we we haven't been on since Thursday, so we got a lot to get to. Maybe stuff that happened over the weekend, even on Friday. And let's start with something that went down in Miami. The Miami Dolphins, uh, who earlier in the day, I believe, acquired Kenny Stills from the Saints, uh, the speedy wide receiver for Ellerby. And what was it? A third third round pick. So that made made it very clear that Mike Wallace and the Dolphins weren't going to be together too much longer. And later that day, hours later, in fact, Mike Wallace shipped to the Vikings uh, along with a seventh round pick. They get a fifth round pick in return. Um, and I'll start with Greg Rosenthal. Greg, mm. obviously, this is just Mike Wallace, the, the jewel of their free agency run two years ago. Now a salary dump. I mean, that's how bad teams stay bad teams, that they dump their big money players from a few years ago to sign more big money players like Ndamukong Sue, and we'll see if that <laughs> happens two or three years from now. Not that I think Sue's a bad player, but just a monster contract. I like the move, though, for Minnesota. You get rid of Greg Jennings. They released him later in the weekend, and you get Mike Wallace, who's now not going to be expected to be that kind of number one, or at least he shouldn't be. He's more just like a deep threat. You give him Bridgewater, I like it. I mean, Norv Turner, if anyone, has shown that he can work with you know, wide receivers with questionable work ethics. That happened with Josh Gordon in Cleveland. But Wallace, Cordero, Patterson, I like the pairing right there. You've got Kyle Rudolph still. Do we? You forgot about your I boy, do. Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson, who he called heads and tails the best wide receiver in Minnesota. So there's some weapons at least. What about, Lindsay, the idea of bringing, uh, willfully bringing Mike Wallace into your building, even at a cheap rate in terms of the trade? You still got to pay him a lot of money. And the last game he played in, he pulled himself out of the game. You want that guy in your building? Well, if he can take the top off of defense, you know. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, right? That's what all the coaches, right? that's all they care about at this time of year. They, they think that they can fix the attitude problems and stuff like that. And if you can help us on the field, then we'll see if we can make it work. And he's got a better deep ball quarterback here than oh, yeah. he did in Miami. So maybe we'll be able to see those skills play out well, uh, better than we did. That was the, the thing Dolphins. about Ryan Tannehill yeah. was – I love Ryan Tannehill. I've been driving the bandwagon, especially early in his career. We were just talking about it. But he's maybe the worst deep ball thrower in the league, and he's got a guy who only does vertical routes. So you put Wallace in a better situation. I don't think there in Minnesota there's going to be this expectation. We know he's not going to be Calvin Johnson or some guy that gets 1,400 yards every year. 
All right, moving on. Uh, so Kenny Stills now uh, enters the picture in Miami. And Stills, uh, Mark Sessler, is a guy that has a lot of upside, you would think, right? I think it's someone, again, it's a, it's the fit. Can Miami make the most of them? I don't trust a whole lot about Miami bringing in a deep threat to replace a guy that they couldn't make work before for just the reasons we talked mm. about with Ryan Tannehill. But Stills, you know, has all the all the talent but just hasn't really shown that he can put together a real productive 16-game season. It wasn't bad last year, 63 catches, 900, 931 yards, three touchdowns. But there were whispers that maybe Drew Brees wasn't a huge fan of Kenny Stills. I mean, that's what the, is strange about this whole thing. Well, they weren't whispers. There was a lot of chatter right, about that. There was a that. report that basically Brees wasn't a big fan of Kenny Stills, wasn't a big fan of Ben Grubbs, the guard. So, like, <laughs> who's making the decisions here? Brees Did he is- like Jimmy Graham? I don't know. Well, well, he's he's dressing his child up in Jimmy Graham, you know, garb. So in theory, that wasn't yes. calculating at all. <laughs> Dan has a kind of anti. He doesn't like the moves Drew Brees. Drew Brees is one of the media. only guys I feel weird even writing negatively about because I feel like he has. There are people watching you if you write negatively about Drew Brees. I find him to be a deeply under the radar, powerful guy that can have you disappear if you get on the wrong side. He just sort of <laughs> nods his head in your direction. Yeah. People show up Be in done suits with him. and Dan escort vanishes. you from the building. <laughs> I feel like the NFL would side with Drew Brees over Dan Hansis in any type of issue, I would think. <laughs> I think so. But I, I think the same – it kind of goes along with this whole – I don't know if they have a plan. They're just making, like, emotional decisions just to make them. They're trading away guys they don't like. Now they're selling it as some sort of, okay, now we're focusing on defense and running. I guess that's – that's the plan. But weren't they – they thought their defense was great last year. Weren't they focused on defense last year? It's just uh, – it just seems like an organization kind of just firing bullets and seeing what happens. Well, they've got salary caps situation yes. yeah. right now. So maybe looking to dump a little salary, uh, get a bunch of draft picks and – I guess Bring you want to dump some salary. How about trade Drew Brees out of the building? Everyone keeps – that's the question, by the way, for some reason on sports talk radio now is like, are they going to trade Drew Brees? Like, who would do that? I don't know why that would be That would be the question. We talked about it too. Well, Mark Mark wrote a whole piece about it. Uh, well, no, here's the thing. They have two happen. first-round picks. They've got five picks in the top 80 selections. Drew Brees is 36. I'm not saying that you go and move a franchise quarterback because there's no one else you can bring in, but – it's a chance if you could get two or three picks in the first round over the next couple of years for Breeze. If you want to just blow up the machine and rebuild the Saints from the ground up, you could go Jimmy Johnson, Herschel Walker trade with that. By you, you have four or five number ones to work with over the next couple of years. That's how you change a team. Or do you cling to Drew Brees for two more years? Is that where they're at, do you think? They're in blow up the franchise mode? I mean, it, it sounds like from what we've heard from – NFL media insider and rapper where ev- almost well, everyone's available. It feels like to me, though, if you make all these moves, and we'll, we'll also get into they signed C.J. Spiller and they added him to their backfield, but it seems to me that if you keep Breeze and his you know massive contract and despite the fact that he's in his mid-30s, it's kind of a half measure. It's like either like go all out and try to build around Breeze and get back to the Super Bowl, or you blow it all up and you start with all those draft picks and you do it. try to do both at the same time. I feel like that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I'm not saying I think they're about to do it, but you know, if someone were to call up with a monster offer, I think they would listen. I don't think other teams with a franchise quarterback that are sitting at age 30, 31 were not. He's 36 years old. But then what do you do at quarterback? 
Tom well, Bra- I mean, if they thought that with Tom Brady, they wouldn't have a Super Bowl title last year. But I the mean, Patriots he- didn't spend last offseason retooling the entire run. There is some something weird is happening in New Orleans. That's the sense I get that I wouldn't have said this ever about Breeze a year ago. But maybe you get into that number one pick overall. Maybe you send Breeze to Tampa Bay, maybe. somewhere where you can get a quarterback. Do you think that Winston or Mar- – I mean, I guess that's ultimately the question for a lot of teams right now, but it, the Saints too, if you insert them in this equation, do you think that they are your franchise quarterback? Do you think that they are a long-term option in this league? That's the risk because if you ever give up one of the, a guy like Breeze, you could spend the next two decades looking for him, but is he going to be there four years from now? I mean, that that's it's a recipe to yeah. kill the franchise Yeah. because not only could you fall in the standings, but – you know, Mickey Loomis never has a job again in his NFL career if that goes wrong. Uh, there's a lot of ownership issues right now with the Saints. You, I don't know if you want to be putting all those season ticket potential renewals on the line because if they don't have, if they trade away Drew Brees and they don't get enough back in three years from now, they stink. I mean, that's an organization in all sorts uh, of trouble. Well, it's one risky. thing to do that with Peyton Manning when you've got Andrew Luck coming. Sure. Through. Yeah, they don't have a backup plan, so that's probably what nullifies it. It's just. He's not young. Mm. He didn't have a great season last year compared to in the past. So you're saying, Dan, put him in a Tony Romo situation. They do have a McCown brother yeah. just I hanging mean, around. Maybe go with Luke McCown. I will say this, though. They took away his best uh, passing option. They traded stills. Uh, but you figure they have something up their sleeve through the draft to try to replenish their passing game. A good wide receiver draft. Yeah, a good, yeah. very good wide receiver. C.J. Spiller and Mark Ingram in the backfield, yummy. It's dangerous. That's tasty. I mean, you have Brandon Cooks, you have Marcus Colston, you have the two running backs. It's weird. It was surprising to me Spiller got, I think, more guaranteed money than Mark Ingram did. So that would seem mm, to indicate that they're going to be splitting the carries. It's not going to be Wes's boy, Mark Ingram, just getting the ball 500 times a game. Lindsay, I know uh, kind of on a sneak attack, I asked you if you wanted to come on the pod today. So you might not be ready with my nickname yet. You said you were going to have a oh. nickname for me. Oh, that's right. Uh, but I forgot to think undoubted, about it. Undoubtedly, she, like, she spent Wait, all her it's time. It's got to be better than <laughs> your self-titled <laughs> nickname, the old Zeuser. The old Zeuser. Wait, did you just say you forgot to think about me? Because that's not cool. I thought it would be the opposite. Couldn't stop thinking about you and the nickname scenario. I'm surprised. I'm disappointed, though. What is it? You're good at freewheeling here. Let's, let's just come up with it right now. No, I want this to be special. I want okay. it because yeah. I want really something that will be stick. Thought out. You know, what are you looking at me for? I, mean, I, I think your hair should be part of the nickname. So right. I'm trying to come up with something while staring at your hair. Well, I'm not asking you though, Greg. I, okay. This is about Lindsay. This is the okay. thing that she okay, she put it out there. Give me more notice next time yep. that I'm coming on, and I will make sure to have. <laughs> thought about it a lot <laughs> all right that's good that is a compromise as our producers know there's no advance notice at all very very limited i told, I told zach hey can you run upstairs we're going to do the podcast right now i, so I just s- have to think about you around the clock just in <laughs> that's case. the way it works that's <laughs> how dan would like it to be for all that's humans. my it's, wife says the same thing she's like she thinks that i always expect her to always be thinking about my needs i think if i you, guess it's translating here yeah you're i think I, as your manager i think um I, I felt that sometimes i know mark knows he has to think about you a lot as a friend this feels like it's turning against me. If, yeah <laughs> Uh, okay, moving forward. Here we go. So uh, Percy Harvin agreed to a one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this is worth roughly $6 million. I would say if you, um, according to Rap Sheet, I would say if, if I had to make a list of the biggest surprises in free agency, I'm pretty surprised that Percy Harvin's market was so cold. Mm. So cold that he had to go, speaking of cold, to western New York and sign a one-year prove-it deal. 
I'm stunned. How about you, Lindsay? I was wondering if you were going in a joke direction there. I was there, trying to the, take his it His market there. was so cold. Yeah, I know. I was and thinking. then you just How you know, played it straight. How cold is it there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline. Uh, you're surprised I, that he I'm didn't very have surprised that, that he didn't have a warmer market here because it's cold in western New York. All right, I'm still working on it. <laughs> there you go. That helped <laughs> Thank out. You. Thank that you. That helps out a lot. It. No, but we're surprised, back right? Quarterback. I am. We were sitting around the desk, and Charlie Casserly was yeah, there same. all week last week, and Wes and myself and Charlie all guessed like w- how much Percy Harvin would make. I thought he would be up like $8 million a year for a couple years. Charlie nailed it. He 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 guessed about five and maybe only one year, and – I'm surprised. Like, why wouldn't you want – on a one-year deal, I don't think it's that much of a risk, Percy well, Harvin. I'm, I mean, you figure maybe people in Seattle are talking. Yeah, maybe yeah these guys talk to each other. People in Minnesota. So he, he, didn't, yeah. he didn't work out in those places for a reason. Four teams in two years now, uh, Clearly, there's a lot of upside, but uh, there's also a lot of baggage that comes along with that. It's interesting that he, he went to Rex, though. Yeah, see, that's a vote of confidence for his, little, for his character. It's, well, it's, they've spun it that way, and I mean, it's fair enough. It's interesting Rex to me, too, that he did, he didn't do much at all when he was with the Jets for eight games last year, but I guess a new, you know, it's a new situation up in Buffalo. So. Hey, if you can get E.J. Manuel throwing him the ball, who knows what could happen. <laughs> I know, and that's and a, in that regard, it seems like a little bit of a risky proposition for him to go there on a one-year deal. He's got to prove himself, and it's a tough he place. doesn't really have an established quarterback to do that with. I don't think he had options, I guess. I mean, he uh, there was some interest from the Patriots reportedly and the Browns, but if they were offering anything better than one year $6 million or whatever it was, I'm sure he would have taken it. Well, he's that, talked that means the about, Browns and the Patriots were offering worse. I mean, he's talked about wanting to not be a gadget player at this point. He wants to prove that he can be a plug-and-play, you know, three-down wide receiver. Well, he's never proven that. He's, he's moved into hired gun territory at this point where he's a one-year guy time after time but i don't think buffalo is a bad a bad place landing spot for him with greg roman there though first of all you call him a hired gun but this is different because this is he's just trying to find a job rather than a hired gun like a rebus where you're picking the destination signing a one well that's deal, a hired like death star weapon right, he got <laughs> right. a one-year deal for less than what brian hartline once got a multi-year contract for like per year he right? took a four and a half million dollar pay cut and by the way mark my words a bit of a sessler here by the way and Lindsay, just so you know, Sessler is a prediction that you see in, the, in a mystical sense. Sessler. I have a bit of a Sessler here that we will get an unhappy Percy Harvin <laughs> bubbling out to the press by week nine. And that's but why I think enough people presume that will be an a little issue. more, you know, out on a limb. I know. Well, you know, he was a good boy, though. He was a good. He was a good soldier in New York. He never. He had never had any issues. They. The Jets even put that out there to the press that he was a good guy in the, in the time there. But uh, I, I just think he's not going to get the ball enough. He's not going to have a, a great situation. The quarterback situation is a mess. It's just a bad place for him, I think. As long as he gets the ball in a situation where he can succeed when he does get it, I think that's ultimately all that matters. I love Percy he's, Harvin on a one-year deal where he's still trying to make that money and get that contract that he's trying to get. That was him last year. Sure. And he, for the most part, well, once he got to New York, that was him. Once he realized that he wasn't going to have that contract necessarily forever, and he was fine in, in New York. And you look at that team, if they just had a quarterback, that's a big end. Oh, forget it. it. It's an unbelievably talented team on both sides of the ball. So I think they're, if I had to pick who's the most dangerous team of the AFC East, other than the Patriots, 
you know, to take out the Patriots, definitely the Bills. Well, here's my here would be my concern. This year, I think it's going to be a wash for them because they don't have the quarterback. But let's say this quarterback situation puts them in the tank and they go 4-12 and 12 and they're high in the draft next year. They get a first-round pick. Tommy Boy's getting old. He's going to be out of the picture soon. But if the Bills ever landed a young quarterback in the draft, oh, my God, the Jets. My Jets would have problems. The Bills are well set up for success if they get that quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, the NFL moves too fast. Like, this is their window. I mean, I think. I mean, they have they have some young players – certainly, but their defense is great now, and they have Rex just starting out now. I kind of see Maybe Rex. they should go get Breeze. Ooh. Listen, Tasty. they don't have a number one, but they've got future number ones. Someone's going to get desperate. Just watch. I can also see Rex kind of as a not the Percy Harvin of players, but a kind of coach, maybe like a Larry Brown who almost has that honeymoon when he first gets to a team and like gets them going for a couple years and then it flames out. It's like, this is this is the Bills' time. Also known as his Jets career. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't need that, Mark. Moving forward, let's talk some Houston Texans. A little talking ball, Houston Texans style. Two veteran signings. Like them both, Vince Wilfork signs a two-year deal with the Texans, leaving the Patriots after a great 10-year run. Two rings there. Uh, they also signed former Jaguars wideout Cecil Shorts, a guy that has some upside, just 27 years <laughs> old. Uh, uh, Greg, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, what do you think of both signings? Well, it's tough to see uh, Big Vince leave, but it makes sense. Romeo Cornell is there, and they have that position. You stick him next to J.J. Watt. If That means basically you can only send one defender at Vince Wilfork. He's going to stop the run. He was still a pretty good player last year. He was just paid a lot of money. Played a ton of snaps. I, I like the addition – of shorts too, because they had, that fills a huge need. They absolutely needed to get a wide receiver with Andre Johnson out the door, and he's not always. He's obviously had injury issues, but when healthy, he's been a very solid number two type guy. I think they don't have a real number one though. I guess DeAndre Hopkins is a number have, one. Have we already forgotten the last time the Texans signed a universally well liked mm-hmm. veteran player coming off a Super Bowl win? It's a good point, Mr. Ed Reed. Ed Reed, that didn't work out as well. This smells a little bit. <laughs> Like because the Bel- Belichick and the Pats, they know what they're doing, that he could get to Houston and the wheels can come off for Big Vince, who we love and we love Bianca. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. I like the shorts move a lot better. That's all. Well, the conversation is similar to the one we just had with the Bills, right? I mean, unless you get somebody in their quarterback position. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a similar – it's a 9-17. and 17 What's up with Damashek downstairs, position? by the way? Damashek talking up Ryan Mallett, like Ryan Mallett is the solution to all the issues in the world. I, I mean, they, they seem to believe that he could be a guy, but Brian Hoyer is getting paid uh, more money than Mallet. Is that correct? Yeah. So well, it's a longer contract, too. Yeah. I mean, if Mallet doesn't beat out Hoyer, that's bad news. But I don't know. Damn I mean, but those are both names where you're saying, okay, now we have a quarterback. Mm. Not like we have the quarterback. Mm. Right. They'll right. both play, but too. Like, we're going to see both, you know. But it's tough for teams like the Browns or Texans. I mean, it's like you can't stop trying to improve the rest of your team. The Texans did pretty well with – Wade Phillips and that defense dominate, I guess, relatively well. You got to hope that Bill O'Brien can cook up a little bit of offense. We didn't really see that he could do that. I mean, I think Wilfork, and you mentioned Bianca. That's a big addition. The whole community. Oh, I, I love mean, that's Bianca. the first family of uh, <laughs> the NFL. I love the Wilforks. I mean, he does. He's not a big fan of punctuation. We talked about that before. No, he weird. kept that going with his tweets today. Just long sentences. It's just not what he's, he's being hired for. He knows he's a good speller, clearly, and he, like, he his thoughts they come out well, and you understand what he's saying. But then you know, where's the commas? Where's the no, periods? No commas, no periods. 
Uh, he thanked Bill Belichick, said that, you know, Linda Holiday, Belichick's girlfriend, is part of his family. Hello. His sons are part of his family. Yeah, someday he'll be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. But this year he's going to be playing against the Patriots. They play against Houston. Are his your and yours – no, those and are there good. And theirs. Mm, that's okay. the thing. I don't care about the commas or the periods as long as you're your and yours, uh. correct? No, he. Not only that, he's against even I'm putting an apostrophe into that. He's, he's just got some block and tackle rules down. It's subversive. <laughs> it's some. It's more you know mysterious elements outside of the basic grammar stuff. But does good for him. Does he capitalize? Well, sometimes. Uh, right? If you don't do punctuation, a lot of times I'm is also mm. lowercase. True. That's fair. Gold Standard, you're the smartest man in the room right now. This I guy, he graduated, Lindsay, early from Oxford. No, no. And uh, just true. look at him. He's brain. His skull. That skull barely Wait, contains that brain. Wait, and he's going to go to another big – I mean, he's going overseas for another big-time post-grad program. We're just a what little – What are you doing here? Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying myself. This is great. Yeah, exactly. This is his vacation where his play he goes thing, back to the you know? real, oh, never. real world. But anyway, it must, I, as a genius, uh, it must bother you when people don't <laughs> use punctuation. Not even a little. I actually love – my favorite mm. thing is when people just break the 140 character limit by taking screenshots of like, longer <laughs> pieces of text. Kind of <laughs> smart. Yeah. Vince has just disrupted the game there. So yeah. I like it. Uh, let's move on now. Thank you, Gold Standard. You know, you don't have to be bashful about being a very intelligent man. I'm not, but okay. sorry, not, no, I mean, I'm not. I'm not that intelligent. This speaking of um, speaking of love connections, Lindsay, once uh, when Zach used to be our regular producer, about a year ago, uh, a female fan called in on the show to to ask Zach out, and they had a conversation, and uh, I don't know if you ever got together. It never happened. Yeah, misconnection. Yeah. He basically shut her down. No, I wouldn't say that. She, she. It was a long very distance nice thing, though, right? She was in New York. Yeah, she Very was like in the valley. It was way too far. For <laughs> Did you like fly out to see her, or was there any more? No, we, you know, just we could have skyped it out, up. but it just didn't work. Did you have this conversation on the air? Yes, we did. Okay, I was gonna say otherwise, <laughs> as you, you are going to remain the backup quarterback in right. this scenario. <laughs> if, if you, as a producer, don't see the value in that, right? No, no, no. That was yeah. definitely made for podcast. Yeah, there are there are there are some Steve Young shades with Gold Standard as a backup. Uh, podcast producer that's kind all right so by the way greg uh, mark let's talk about your boy ben roethlisberger uh who signed a five-year <laughs> 99 million dollar deal can escalate up to 108 million uh with the steelers so we never everyone knew he was going to get a deal done to stay in pittsburgh but they make it happen they get it out of the way and you got to deal with them in the afc north for another five or so years probably yeah i mean it feels like the contract is late coming after all these other quarterbacks that sign these, you know, lucrative deals. It's totally worthwhile. I've always felt like he's bar none, one of the toughest quarterbacks in football. And, you know, at growing up as a tortured Browns fan, man, this guy just will not go away. <laughs> so good for Pittsburgh. But I mean, I, Let's I be just, honest, you were pretty grown up by the time Ben arrived. You were in your thirties or something. This no, is like when like, you said you, know, you were listening to Montel Jordan at high school dances when you right, were really. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Some listener no. did the math, and Mark was actually like 32. Mark fudges the dates with his age. No, you look back on that draft, and Cleveland had a chance to take Big Ben, and they took Kellen Winslow. No. Both had terrible motorcycle accidents. Ben walked out like a robot, uninjured. Kellen Winslow out for multiple seasons. So, you know, I think anyone in Cleveland has to look. Big Ben came from Miami of Ohio. So it's always been Don't a bit of a star cross. No, I think it's just the Steelers. This is where, it, remember, they couldn't find a quarterback before right. Big Ben. And they were this team that would float from six and ten seasons to nine and seven because they didn't have that guy. They've been on the map every day since they drafted him. 
other teams in the division cannot say that. Well, Raleigh, I'm I, being very controlled about it. No, you're, I mean, it's like me if I get worked up about if Bill Bell checked in and faxed the resignation letter and he was the coach of the Jets. But I try, I literally try not to think about that kind of stuff because it just it hurts too much. Uh, ben Roth, Greg, you are, I, I call it, that was a joke calling uh, Roethlisberger Mark's boy, but you yeah. are a big Ben fan, a big, big Ben fan. Yeah, and a lot, and this is the time of his career. Everyone said he was going to start struggling because he didn't have the mental side of the game necessarily, and maybe his body was going to start breaking down a little bit. But he's coming off one of his best seasons, and everyone killed Todd Haley for a while, but he's coming off a season with 4,900 yards. And I think Brady and Manning, and they've kind of rewired our minds for how quarterbacks are going to age because Ben is 33. And usually you would be thinking he's kind of hitting the downside at this point, and you wouldn't want to give maybe necessarily that big money. Yeah. Lindsay's shaking her head at me. No, I'm just I'm shaking my head that – She's disgusted by your point. No, I, I feel like it's a valid point. that oh, okay. I, I, I don't see him breaking down anytime soon. I no. feel like he's got several years left in him, and I, I don't know how much that has to do with Manning and Brady playing right. so late into their career, but – but you're right. There's no anticipation that he's on the back end. It's weird too because every other position, it still is that same thing. If you once you get past thirty and the edge to thirty-one, thirty-two, you're kind of staring you don't get down the, the big barrel. Money. Well, not even that. You're staring down the barrel at the end of your career. You start. To, you're not the same guy you were. But in the last what ten years or so, it's it, the quarterback position has changed in terms of how these guys last. And they, a lot of these guys, you're still. Flat in the middle, you're smack in the middle of your prime at 35, which you cannot say about any other position, really, in any other sport. It's kind of interesting. Kicker, yeah. Pittsburgh also, I mean, that, though? there were years where Big Ben was getting crushed behind that line, and they, they've done now. a better job with that. Good and they, talent around him. Yeah, they finally, like, I think that they restocked that offense where it's not him having to do everything by himself on every play. And with Le'Veon Bell in there, I mean, this is a, this is a Super Bowl-type team, and there's no reason to think that he couldn't play another five years. How crazy are these contracts for quarterbacks, though? Like, that this is the norm now. Mm. That if you are right. – and, and, and I'm not putting Ben – I'm not calling Ben Roethlisberger an average or okay quarterback. He's clearly one of the better quarterbacks in this league, arguably top five, six. But if you are a better-than-average quarterback, you're making $100 oh, yeah. million. Oh, yeah. Next yeah. Time your and then, they, you know, if you look at baseball, the, their contracts, and you think about it, it's like he's only making the same as the number four starter on the Indians or something like that. I mean, it's like they deserve it. It's better than giving Byron Maxwell $10 million a year. Get, you know what I mean? There's a lot of players getting eight, nine, ten million million, $10 million a year that are barely above-average starters. So why not pay the quarterback? And they talk about it. It could change very soon with Russell Wilson's potential contract mm. where it's $16 million guaranteed per season somewhere in that neighborhood. That will blow the doors off the way that quarterbacks are valued. Well, you know what I first thought about when this contract came about was the moment um, when there was a lot of talk that Ben Roethlisberger could be traded from the Steelers after his legal problems uh, in 2000, when was that? 2008, nine. Right, I, I yeah. really can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember covering the story, and no one really wanted Ben Roethlisberger necessarily. And if someone had stepped in at that moment, they could have had him, potentially. You know, if you believe the reports that were out there, right. and the Steelers were ready to let him go, and now here he is. You know, he's the face of the franchise. Everyone's kind of forgotten that all ever happened, and. They were smart to keep him. Well, he did the work from a PR standpoint at the very least. Sure. Uh, he seems like a totally different person. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like he, like these guys are young when they hit the league, and he was the archetype of the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback going out. I mean, you talked to Damashek about some of the 
stuff that was happening in Pittsburgh. Well, that's not happening today. Mark, yeah. he's he's turned his his act around. He's a great guy. I I feel that. You agree? It looks like. Uh, listen, whatever. More power to him. All right, moving on. Uh, Reggie Bush. The Reggie Bush hype train has rolled into San Francisco. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reported Saturday that the running back reached an agreement with the Niners. Uh, this makes a uh, interesting backfield in San Francisco. 30-year-old Bush along with second-year running back Carlos Hyde uh, as Frank Gore goes out the door. Your thoughts, Lindsey Rhodes? Well, we'll see if he can uh, beat out Hunter or Hyde and how he fits into that mix. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It, maybe and if he, he can is stay at the, healthy. Maybe he's at right. the point of his career where that is where he's at, that he's just competing to play, essentially. I think he has a chance, though, to help them. Why not? I still think Hyde is who they're viewing as they're the guy who's going to lead. They'd want to lead the way with carries big time, and you use Bush in certain ways. But Lindsey said it. Like, I mean, in Detroit, the problem was you couldn't count on Reggie Bush week to week, injury-wise. I mean, is he as durable as he was? I well, like they're not going to they're not going to ask him to be the lead guy anymore, which is good. It's probably the no. first time in a while where he's maybe the first time almost ever since his early Saints days that I think everyone knows going into the season he's not going to have a monster role. Right, and I don't. I think, and we're already seeing because it was kind of a low-key signing that you're not going to get the off-season of puff pieces saying how he's going to transform the offense and become the guy that we thought he was going to be coming out of USC. He's just kind of a guy that could be a helpful piece, I think, uh, if he stays healthy. I, I think he could do something there. It's a, I don't know. I mean, Those occasional flashes. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he had those good. moments last season. He, I, when he was still, healthy, he really he's did. He's hardly a, you know, a, a bum or anything. He's a, he's a good player. He's just never going to be the guy that people thought he was going to be. The Niners' offense, by the way, Greg, what do you, what do you think about what, where we're at right now after all everything that's happening around this team, what this offense looks like to you? Are you excited about it at all? It's strange. I'm more worried about the coaching than anything because overall, you look at what they've done this offseason. They lose Iapati. They, they're going to lose Crabtree. But you get Torrey Smith, uh, you get Reggie Bush to help replace Gore. It's not like I think they're not talented. They have ca a good quarterback. I'm more worried about the fact that they're just promoting up guys that were already in the building to be their next coaches. Like, So these guys are just the guys that weren't as good as their last coaches, I guess. I don't know. There's a strange sensation to the 49ers where I don't think it's going to be easy for them to remove kind of the, the film of the Harbaugh era until they actually win games because it's hard to buy into what they've done until they go out and they're three and two or four and one to start the year if they if they, if they started opposite and they're one and four and some of the problems that the whole point was we got to bring someone in to fix Colin Kaepernick right so you just promote someone that's been working closely with Kaepernick all last season <laughs> that's a hard sell to I think your fan base who's wondering wait why did you also just let this you know, schism with Jim Harbaugh break up what was a great thing in many ways. They're, they're also wondering, why am I paying $18 for a glass of wine at this stadium? It's another really <laughs> fair question. Um, all right. Speaking of the Detroit Lions, uh, Bush's former Lions teammate, Nick Fairley, is no longer in Detroit. He is now at the St. Louis Rams. He signs a one-year, what they call a prove-it deal, $5 million, with a chance to reach up to $7.5 million with incentives, according to Rap Sheet. Um, Wessling wrote up this post. Uh, who knows where Wessling is right now, by the way? He said he's reading. You reading. Know. Where? Having though? a good day reading. He's on the phone with a flawed woman. Oh, flawed. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> or reading about a flawed woman and uh, research. He, I feel like he's researching part of his Do reading. Do people still yeah. talk on the phones with, with other people? Well, if you're, <laughs> if you're, you have. <laughs> no, I mean, to. you make calls to like, 
like would in this wrestling scenario could he possibly be talking on the phone to like a girl that he doesn't know that well? I think you got to be that? talking to people on the phone if you're if you're single. You're gonna have to make a couple mm. phone calls. Or at least it can't all be happening on IMs with an un you know no face to face interaction at all, Greg. You're probably right though. I bet there's a lot of texting involved prior to the first date. Yeah, Not really much phone combo. I just feel like well, by the time you know my kids are my age, it's like. I don't know if people are going to be talking on the phone. It's already kind of becoming passe, just talking on the phone at all. How many long conversations do you have on the phone at this I point? I already – I openly <laughs> judge, unless None. unless you're my mom who doesn't really get it at this point. But, like, if you're leaving voicemails at this stage, come on. No more voicemails. It's over for the right. voicemail. The phone call is still kind of in the mix, but really it's a, it's a texting world. FaceTime's good, though. I got viciously dumped in fifth grade for being way ahead of the curve and never calling – this girlfriend I had in fifth grade, mm. and her brother had to call me up and say, do you know how this works? <laughs> You're supposed to call my sister like once it's a good brother. every couple of weeks. And I was like, I honestly did not know I was supposed to do that dump the next day. Mm. But kind seeing, of a creepy brother. Yeah, why is the brother giving you a, you know advice the day before you get dumped? I don't know. I had a babysitter at my house, so I'm like, I'm operating in so many different... It's like, yeah. I, I'm not an adult. I have people telling me weird. I should be calling... It's uh, like if you really yeah. want to get busy with my fifth grade sister, here's oh, what you got to do. Whoa, whoa. I don't know whoa. if that's what this Ten years old, Greg. Whoa. Ten, Greg. This is a family podcast. little inappropriate on your part. You're also our supervisor, <laughs> so we look to you for guidance. <laughs> so anyway, so we I just learned a lot about Sessler, by the way. I, a what? lot. How, what? We just uh, learned a lot. Well, he was a Lothario in middle well, school. Well, apparently not. Background Mark there? peaked uh, as a ladies' man in about uh, 11th grade. I think we've talked about this before. I don't agree with that. Okay. I do. I mean, I, that's when I peaked, was high school. That's your narrative. Yeah. Dan tried to paint me that way. That's not exactly not agree. So I brought up Wes initially because I just wanted to uh, <laughs> mention what he wrote about Nick Fairley, which uh, said when, when he's motivated and in shape, and that's important with Nick Fairley, he's one of the most disruptive interior pass rushers in the league. But he also, Wes, called him highly inconsistent, prone to ill-time penalties, and an off-the-field risk. <laughs> <laughs> which explains why teams were reluctant, reluctant to commit to a long-term deal. So, But now you add Nick Fairley to a St. Louis Rams defensive line that was already pretty nasty, uh, very nasty, and the Rams have something cooking if Nick Foles can do something. That defense is sick, hmm. right? I mean, yeah. put him alongside Donald and Brockers and Quinn and Long, and yep. that's a list of names I like a lot. That seems to be their strategy. We will just get 15 or 20 defensive linemen in here. And come in third in the NFC West. Hopefully, that's good <laughs> enough for a wild card. <laughs> that is not. That's not a bad strategy. If you can't, I mean, it's hard to find a, a quarterback. I mean, they had a, the number one pick in the draft and drafted a quarterback, and even that didn't work out. I mean, this is probably the this next, is the next best strategy. This is say. it, by the way, because Les Need. Everyone loves Les Need and Jeff Fisher, and they've been able to coast with a bunch of seven and nine seasons, eight and eight, because people like what they do in the draft. But this is the year with the Niners in flux and potentially taking a step back. Mm. The Rams got to make a play. The Rams got to win 10 games this year. Rams got to get in the playoffs and be a team that's actually in the rise and not just one that is an offseason darling that never actually does anything. At some point, yes, the Jeff Fisher might have to carve out another winning season to, <laughs> to avoid 10 more years of criticism because he's friends with everyone in the media. That's going to have to happen. Fairly to the point, though, that you made about when he's motivated, or I guess that Wes made yeah. in his article. But uh, I took credit he, for it. He came in at 280. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it looks well. like right now he is he is motivated, Wasn't, has something to prove, and is in shape. Yeah. Wasn't it something with him last year that he was like, 
290 or he was at some weight at the beginning of the off season, yes. but then the next time he showed up, he was 40 pounds more. Yeah. But then when he showed up for training camp, <laughs> he was like 30 pounds, you know, back down. This is when you have to worry about it. The Rams don't have to worry about it probably. But the team, after he has a great year with the Rams and he signs a four-year, $37 million deal, oh, that team's got to worry. You're going right. to get the yo-yo dieting Nick Fairley. Right. That's why I, I, lo- I love this one too. I like the talented kind of uh, knuckleheads for a – Lack of a better word. Well, you love you, you have a whole roster of the guys with poor character and work ethic. <laughs> that's right. You love those guys. Well, not well. Work ethic. That's another issue. But if you're gonna win free agency, you do it on these cheap one-year deals. You don't do it as the team, like you said, that signs the next big-time deal, the Antonio Cromartie back to the Jets deal. All that's right. what you don't want. Okay, buddy. Uh, <laughs> moving forward, let's talk a little Cowboys. We know Demarco Murray is now a member of the Eagles. They have at least. Re- replaced uh, DeMarco Murray in part by signing Darren McFadden, the former Raiders running back, who uh, a deal on Friday worth up to $5.85 million, a two-year deal. Uh, I don't imagine, Lindsay, that this is going to be the solution for the Cowboys, right? They're not just going to say, oh, now you're going to be Darren McFadden that we all thought he was going to be four years ago. They're going to get more than this. Right? Yeah, I'm wondering if they watched him play right. the yeah. last few It's years. a fair question. I, I mean, it. It, this you're right. I don't see this as the answer at all. I think that they're just kind of uh, they're searching. It's a sign that Jerry Jones is still making decisions because it's very Gerald move. It's like Darren McFadden, perfect. Yeah, I mean he <laughs> went he went to Arkansas. I, you know, yeah, it's, you're right. it's a chance for Jerry Jones to remind everyone that he played college football at Arkansas too. <laughs> it's like all those guys are going to turn out to be great. Yeah. I mean, okay, good for you. You stand your ground and you say, here's how much we're willing to pay you, DeMarco Murray, and we're not going to go a dime over it. And sorry, you're going to go to Philadelphia. And now we're going to have to spend that much money or more trying to uh, fill your spot mm. with a bunch of other signings. It, Don't they're going to have to go draft. They have right. to. Right? I they think that's to. all we're hearing is that they are, you know, heat-seeking one or more running backs in the draft. In that, that's still a risk. And Adrian Peterson is hanging out there, too, as another potential option. With an outrageous contract. In, in Jones's defense, like they didn't give him much guaranteed money. It wouldn't shock me if Darren McFadden didn't even make the team. I mean, they have Joseph Randall. They draft a couple guys. Who knows? Maybe they add, they've been connected to Stephen Ridley. Maybe they signed Ridley, too, as another guy who's just trying to make the team. So it's not, I don't really think Darren, that I'm sorry. It just didn't work out. <laughs> Get off my bus. <laughs> But, I mean, you're talking about replacing DeMarco Murray with a bunch of guys that you're like, eh, maybe, I mean, yeah. come right. and try. Right, and part of it is, like, I mean, replacing that one guy with a committee of guys. Part of it was when Murray got into the flow early on last season. He was unstoppable. I mean, that, you walked away from what was a winning formula. Well, you know what you don't like to do is go into a draft knowing you need to find a starter at a specific it's position. Not, no. And I can actually remember an exact example of this with the Dallas Cowboys where they had to get a starting running back in the first round and they chose they either chose not to take Steven Jackson, I don't remember, or he got taken before them and they went with Felix Jones. I'm pretty sure they actually chose Jones over Jackson. They said this is our guy, another Arkansas guy. And you know, that's kind of what happens when you need to find a starter. And it was no Barry options. it was Barry Switzer who convinced them to take DeMarco Murray. Mm. Tasty. Switzer. Hey, let's talk a little Switzer, Cleveland hey. Browns, Mark. We'll start with Jordan Cameron, who's no longer associated with the Browns. He signed with the Dolphins, a two-year, $15 million deal. Uh, this is after we thought we saw reports uh, that he was going to be staying with the Browns, but then actually the deal wasn't official. Ended up a member of the Dolphins, and he gets some, uh, from what we're seeing reports today, some pretty good guaranteed money, I believe $12.5 million, which seems a lot for a guy with serious concussion issues, but also the upsides there. Uh, Mark, how upset are you that Jordan Cameron is no longer in Cleveland? 
Well, I think that's a lot of money for a guy that might be last year missed a major amount of time because of concussion issues and feels like one of those players, sadly, that might be one more head injury away from it being over potentially. You just don't know. I mean, you don't want to plan for your players' careers that way, but I, the Dolphins gave him a lot of a lot of scratch, and I don't have a problem with that deal not going Cleveland's way. How about Browns adding Ryan St- uh, Randy Starks and Tremont Williams, two signings that went down on Monday. Uh, they seem that though you can get behind those a little. It's been a down off season for the Browns. We all know that. Bad news, uh, more bad news, more bad news. But these are nice signings, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're both good players. I mean, I wouldn't have mind getting them three years ago. <laughs> I think the, they're good second wave of free agency guys. Like right. Those were kind of two people we had circled. We had them pretty high up in our rankings. It's like, okay, now that the first wave's by, those are those are good values. You know, you might be getting Dwayne Bowe. Got to get excited for that Dwayne Bowe, Brian Hartline. Now, go for up it. The field. But it does. It, it, jogging it, up the field. Speaking of jogging, jogging, you're going the to the owners meeting soon, Mark, right? Yes, that'll be that's true. Last year, Lindsay, you should know that uh, Mark and Greg went covered the event, and then it came out came to light that they went jogging together in the park. I was wondering how you were going to tie those two together. <laughs> yes. Speaking of jogging, well, yes. it was a delightful day, and we actually in the park. yeah, and it was in Orlando at this yeah, massive no, no complex. Park. No, it was like a a path, a running path. For, you know, hotel. I was yeah, like, we'll never be at a hotel like this again in our lives. It was a crazy groundbreaking development for people to jog together, to run well, together. That's never happened see, before. Yeah, that's where you're going with this. Uh, the fact that we're describing what you did as jogging instead of running. It was well, running. There it was, was running. Sin, was, does that have, I just like. I think it's pace? fair to call it jogging. I like the, running. I like Sizzler and the boss. First of all, I want to know who I, whose idea it was. And then it the was other my person, idea. And then I, Mark was, was like, well, idea. geez, my, my year-end review's coming up. I better go. <laughs> well, we also, uh, along fair. the way, if we had not done that, we passed Anderson Cooper jogging right by us. So it was like a, yeah, you know, true. it was a lot of all right, the big so star-studded got, jogging. Let me get this. So it was you, Anderson Cooper, and Greg all in the park jogging. That's good. That's a, sounds like a nice <laughs> little, uh, sounds how, like a good event. How do we differentiate between jogging and running? I think what we were doing was would I'd be hard pressed to call it running. You were like well, we were running, walking quickly well, but bouncing we at running. the same time. I don't. No, we were running. We were doing whatever nine <laughs> minute miles or something. It wasn't that crazy. You guys are just. I just want to know who said let's go for a jog anymore. That feels very 80s. Yeah, that's, like you it does. Yeah. Well, that's how right. Dan like categorized. You got to put the Rocky yeah. music in the background. You both put on a pair of sweatpants. It is the best thing. And I, by the way, I found it to be the funniest thing ever. And then the the Twitter people on Twitter also found it to be quite amusing. Yeah. But this year, Greg staying behind right. Connor Orr and Mark going to the owners' <laughs> meetings. Right. Will you go yard? with Connor no, it's, it's in Phoenix. It's probably like 108 degrees. I'm not sure I will even go outside. Got to be, yeah, you gotta be mindful of your body. You example. could you could yog next to each other on a treadmill. Oh, that's very possible. That would be cute. I mean, would that be I don't weird think if we Anderson can match. Showed up? I don't. Yes, that would be very. I don't think we can match. You know, the overall scenario that was presented last year when Greg and I did that. All right. Hey, let's talk about the. Uh, you, you were his first. Yeah. Always. <laughs> you always remember idea. your first. I pushed it. All right, so there is a team in the NFL, I've been told this, in a pre-production meeting called the Tennessee Titans. Tatuns? <laughs> Tutuns. I'm not sure. But they are a team, and they made some signings of notable NFL players, outside linebacker Brian Arakpo, formerly of the Redskins, and Derek Morgan signed <laughs> with the Titans. $30 million uh, for Morgan, $32 million over four years for Arakpo. It's a lot of money. 
They also reached contract with Ryan Suckup. Oh, my goodness. There's all sorts of stuff going on in Tennessee. Fasano, Parrish Cox. I mean, I only we, – we put the news together today, and I wanted to make sure the Titans were in there just so you'd have to eat some crow that this Who? is a real NFL team, Dan. And in 2015, you're going to have to start recognizing them as that. And I'm not be trying to be a to jerk fans. about it, but just, you know, get on the grid before I, like, recognize that you're a team. That's all. Well, they're trying to. I mean, they are throwing a lot of money – had a lot. Parrish Cox got a lot of cash. Lindsay, be honest. When <laughs> next year, when you are doing uh, around the NFL, and it's the Thursday that the Titans are on NFL Network, what's your <laughs> excitement level? Because there will, they're definitely not going to be on any other network, so they'll put them on our network. You are setting me up here. I just realized no one. <laughs> what can she right say? No one above this. the second floor of this building listens to the show. You can say anything you want right now. <laughs> it's a trust tree. It's a trust tree. I think every NFL game has uh, plenty of reason for excitement. Okay. There That's are lots of storylines to watch always. That's why she's you know, one of the faces. This is why Lindsay will still be here in 2016, <laughs> and the three of us may not be. Uh, if, the tight, if some other team, if the Patriots made these moves for the Seahawks, everyone would be like, ooh, great bargains on pass rushers or whatever. So, you know. But they're not. They're young so players. Okay. All right, here we go. So, finally, here we go. Let's get to it. It's going to be a major topic on television, but right now we're just—it's ending the news. Tim Tebow worked out for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, on Monday, according to Rap Sheet. Uh, Tim Tebow, of course, has not been in the NFL since August 2013, when he was cut by the Pats. Hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since his days with the Broncos. Had that uh, washout of a year in New York with the Jets. So he has a workout. We then had a um, a update on this. We got right before we came upstairs that the Eagles have no imminent plans to sign Tebow following the workout. So it seems to be something Chip Kelly just, you know, basically doing a chippy thing and I can do whatever I want. I'm going to bring in old Tebow, kick the tires, and see what happens. Your thoughts, Lindsay? You had some hot takes before we started. You were fired up. You were excited to talk about Tebow on the show. On well, no. Alexis. Well, okay. I didn't mean. <laughs> Don't no. twist my I words. Didn't, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, no, I'm sa- in this particular case, because it's the Eagles, I think it's a valid conversation. If it's anybody else, then okay, yes, it's just uh, we're throwing Te- Tebow's name out for the sake of throwing Tim Tebow's name out. But because Chip Kelly during this offseason mm. has essentially said, hey, all of you other 31 NFL teams, I'm going to do it totally differently. Uh, all of the moves that he's made this offseason and really since he entered the league, but then he sort of reinvigorated that thought process this offseason with the way that he's treated free agency and such. It makes this a little bit more interesting because it feels like Chip Kelly saying, hey, I've uh, seen what he's done in the NFL, and I think that I might be able to fix it potentially. I think that's what makes it interesting because I don't think there are very many teams in the league that would bring in Tim Tebow for a number of different reasons, even for a workout. There was a report in the Boston Globe last week that he had been work training with Tom Brady's personal coach for the last two years, and apparently the coach is, was confident that he now knows how to throw a football. That is scary. Yeah, <laughs> but that yeah. wasn't always. That wasn't the only. It wasn't the fact that Tim Tebow couldn't throw sp- spirals or had an awkward windup. It's like he. Had, Wait, what do you mean? Why is it scary? He's played in the NFL for three years oh, as a quarterback. Yeah, and yeah, we're I mean, now <laughs> like the sales pitches. He knows how to throw a ball now, guys. Yeah, I mean it was always the accuracy, and he just never he never carried himself like a quarterback on any level. He just had some big moments, and and it took off uh, culturally in a really bizarre way. I still it still feels like a fever dream, the Tebow mania thing. But this guy was never a real quarterback. No, and even Chip Kelly said it, it a few years ago. 
when talking about quarterback position, saying like we're we're not gonna have that kind of quarterback that can't throw, like Tim Tebow, essentially. I mean, right. I'm he pay- actually I'm referenced twisting Tebow. the words a little bit. But we are not a it. Tim Tebow type of quarterback team. I'm not gonna, gonna run my quarterback 20 times on power runs. That was his quote. He said that back in 2011 uh, while he was the coach of Oregon, but it just showed kind of where his headspace was at and what kind of what he looks for in a passer. He was trying to make a statement there too that he wasn't gonna do what everybody thought he was going to do when he came into the NFL, but. Mm. I th- I think it's interesting. I mean, at the very at the very least, I wouldn't sign Tebow if I was an NFL coach, because even if you thought, okay, here's a look at his specific skill set, and maybe I might be able to use him in a package here or two. Mm. All of the stuff that comes along with that is a nightmare. Is it worth it? And I yeah. I think the answer to that is a resounding no. Mm. And if you're Mark Sanchez, are you like, dude, can I just play with my friends? Can you leave me alone? <laughs> that is enough. That it's is like an the interesting nagging angle. little brother follows him around. I mean, poor Mark. He uh, he deserves better than that. But poor it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. How about being Matt Barkley? There's a report that you know he's now on the trade block. That you're the guy that's on the trade block while they're trying out Tim Tebow. Well, and that's why not? Because he's not he's too. not shown any evidence of being an NFL. Starting level or that Chip Kelly quarterback is too into him. Other than he did draft Matt Barkley, but he doesn't seem like he believes in him too much. I don't have a problem with Tebow getting a tryout though, especially after <laughs> sure. like he's working and working. So many junk quarterbacks get off-season tryouts that it's not like he's below that line. And honestly, I think Tebow has. Bill, he has more. He has more athletic gifts than a number of guys that were on rosters or practice squads last year. It's a little strange that he didn't even latch on anywhere in any capacity, except for the exact reason you mentioned the the baggage that a lot of clubs probably just don't want to deal with. Well, but if he lo- if he really wanted to play football, he could go play football somewhere. He could play in the CFL. He could play in the AFL. Yeah. But he's on. He's hanging out in L.A. Good Morning America, right? Is he on Good Morning America? Uh, he's working with the SEC, SEC Network for ESPN. Right. But he's also, I think, he's based in L.A. right now. He's enjoying being Tim Tebow. Right, which we shouldn't totally, shed a tear for Tim Tebow. Which totally makes sense, and he's doing other stuff off the field. But it, like, if he wanted to, like Kurt Warner said it, I'm taking his bit basically. Like, if that was your dream in the world to be a quarterback, like you could go play quarterback somewhere. But at point being, he is—he did just spend months and months working out to improve. Where mm. it, that thing would have been, that ship should have sailed if he really thought this thing's over. You know, I haven't played in two seasons. I—he does seem plugged in to some degree to want to make a comeback. I just think that the window for him versus another, even a guy like Josh Freeman, may even be thinner because of how many Freeman worked out. Who did Freeman work worked for? out with the, the Jets. Jets. It's like that guy you would think is going to get no looks, but even he's getting looks, so anyone mm. could. Dan, you could probably go try out with one of these teams if you really, okay. really wanted it. I will. All right, can we stop talking about Tim Tebow now? <laughs> if you, yeah, let's go on. All right. It's your topic. He's oh, what's this? He's a playmaker and a shot caller. In case you didn't know, I got Tebow. He shattered the mold, and all he does is win. Sorry, I just had to do that. That is apparently a collection of, of – uh, what, Skip Bayless? Yep, yes. Skip Bayless quotes Grace. on Tim Tebow set to <laughs> auto-tune. Yep. <laughs> all right, that's it. All right, so let's now go to our speed round. Good job there, Goldstein. Hey, thanks. Indulged you a little bit there, but we I like you so it. much. Uh, let's hit the speed round. Lindsay, here are the rules of the speed round. It is we're going to fly through about eight topics, one comment each. Oh, gracious. And uh, and we've struggled with this in listen, recent shows. Struggled Wes, who we love dearly, is a man who – is very uh, – he likes to get his thoughts out, so he struggles on the speed round. Windy. One sentence, that's it. Now, we've been playing the Benny Hill music for the speed round. But I like I thought, this better. I thought it's time to change it up, change the energy in the room. Yes. 
And Darut, Sandstorm, feels like it would do it. Are we ready? For the speed round, <laughs> Lindsay Rhodes. I'm feeling a lot of pressure. I know. This feels like it's a, a rave in 2001. Lindsay, have you ever been in a club dancing to uh, Sandstorm? I can't say I have. Okay. I don't know what this is. Here we go. Starting the speed round. Wait. want to start at the right oh moment. It's a really slow start to the speed round. Dan's the worst DJ We're waiting. Ever. Wait for it. Shh. This is where you got the glow sticks just going nuts. I have another show to do in a few minutes. There we go. Sorry. Christian Ponder signs with the Oakland Raiders. Mark, what do you Don't think care. about that? Don't care at all. Does he have a future? No. All right. Mark, I mean, uh, Lindsay, Matt Schaub cut by the Raiders. Is this the end of the line for Matt Schaub? No. Because everybody needs backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Tell me where he signs. Tell me. Speed round. Air club for men. There you go. Reds, Redskins agree to four-year deal with Chris Culliver, Greg. Seems uh, like a lot of money, $32 million for Chris Culliver. I like these Scott McLuhan moves that they're making, bringing the old 49ers. All right. Greg Jennings released by the Minnesota Vikings. Mark. We'll find another job. Sure. I mean, he's someone that they'll bring in as a starter. Will he last past August? We'll find out. He'll all right. All right. Very good. Lindsey, Rams bringing back Kenny Britt on the two-year deal. <laughs> Had a nice bounce back season last year. Smart to keep him in the building? Someone's got to catch the ball. All right. Steelers signed former Panther D'Angelo Williams. Anything in the tank for D'Angelo, Greg? No. I think he's going to have a LeGarrette Blunt-like Steelers run. Michael Johnson returns to the Bengals on a four-year deal after a, a huge bust season, uh, Mark, in Tampa. Nice move by the Bengals? Yeah, safe. I mean, he was he had a good season a couple years ago, but bad tape last year. And finally, Greg, Rex Ryan, Bills signed QB Tyrod Taylor. Get you excited? It gets me excited that they're saying Tyrod Taylor has a chance to start. Enjoy that, Buffalo Bills fans. Oh, my God. And that's it. That's it for the speed round. Special thanks to Daruda. And special thanks to Lindsey Rhodes for sitting in speed for a second. Me out. Yeah, it is. A, I mean, yes. it, it turns up the heat. It feels hotter in here now. Uh, but that's what we have to do in the speed round. Do we not owe, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars for just playing, like, a minute and a half of that song? Sorry. Uh, Lindsey, thank you very much. You Now you have to go over to the TA. You have to go tape a real show. The flagship Please. program of NFL Network where you'll be hosting today. So thank you very much for sitting in. Next time I come back, nickname. I'm excited. I'll be thinking of you. We will be, and that's important. That is the most important thing. Greg, you should take note of that as well. I, I think about you a lot more than I used to. I was <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take anything I can get. Ego Would needs you it. like to go jogging? Jogging. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll be back on Wednesday. Wes will be back in the chair. Uh, thank you for listening. This is Dan Hansis signing off for The Quiet Storm. Lindsay Rhodes, the boss, and the gold standard behind the glass. Until Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.